Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome again to the Explaining History podcast, and today I'm going to be focusing on the issue of forced labour in Nazi Germany. Now, if you follow the podcast regularly, uh, you will probably know that over the last year we've been focusing um, heavily on exploring the Nazi camp system. One of the reasons for that is that in, in the past I've had a lot to say about the Soviet camps, uh, and less to say um, about um, those of Nazi Germany. And also, there's been a great deal generally said about the uh, wartime death camps, and less is understood about the network of Nazi camps um, during the pre-war years, when they are concentration as opposed to death camps, which may seem like semantics, but there is an important uh, difference between the two. One key similarity that's emerging from Nicholas Vashman's work in his amazing book KL, which if you haven't got it, do get it. It's an astounding piece of scholarship. Um, are the economic imperatives behind the camps? Um, just as with the Soviet camps, the um, Nazi camps emerge in a slightly chaotic. Uh, uncertain uh, manner. Their exact purpose isn't exactly clear uh, other than uh, it's a place to uh, lock away troublesome individuals uh, and be uh, commence the social transformation of Germany, the removal of that kind of social ballast that Hitler's constantly talking about that was he viewed as being in part responsible for the loss of the First World War. But also the camps are a, uh, a place of transformation through work, the uh, reforging of uh, souls, the recreation of uh, good Aryan citizens uh, through the strictures of hard work. The um, thing that happens with both the Nazi and the Soviet camps, the Soviet camps are obviously a kind of a trailblazer in this regard, being established long before the Nazi regime uh, even emerges, is that they both um, become key drivers of the Nazi and Soviet economies. Why? Because these are centres where slave labour can be employed, where surplus labour value can be extracted from the workforce, uh, and that um, industrialisation, in the case of the Soviet Union, 
and um, raw material mineral extraction in the case of both regimes can take place and more and more the Nazi camps and the Soviet camps are uh, seen as kind of as we would understand it uh, kind of the, the crude term of profit centers of centers of capital accumulation. Nicholas Vashman writes when an esteemed German encyclopedia described the Nazi concentration camps a new entry within its pages in 1937 it explained that prisoners were formed into groups and made to perform useful work. It was almost inevitable that the dictionary would highlight forced labour, since labour featured in almost all official Nazi accounts of the KL. No article or speech seemed complete without it, and although these references were all about propaganda, they pointed to a larger truth, that work dominated daily KL life, and that the thoughts of the prisoners as this extract from the Sachsenhausen song illustrates. And the song goes, Behind barbed wire is our work. Our backs are sore from bending. Returning hard, returning tough. Our work is never-ending. Now, Vashman points out that uh, the forced labour was not a Nazi invention. and One only needs to look back to the Victorian workhouse um, and the uh, very mainstream uh, legalistic conceptions of forced labour that had existed uh, since the beginnings of mass society and the, the means of imprisonment that went with that. Labour had various functions within the camps, a uh, useful organising principle to keep inmates occupied even if the labour is essentially fairly meaningless. Productive labour was said to drive down the costs of detention, so the camp becomes a profit centre uh, and is able to finance itself through selling labour to local businesses or from extracting resources at uh, rock-bottom uh, costs because there are no wages to pay. Um, productive labour um, had, or supposedly had, some kind of transformative or redemptive quality, um, that it was meant to be preparing social deviants for some sort of uh, life where they could be uh, productive citizens. Um, others uh, claimed that it was an instrument for um, sadism, for uh, that work was a kind of torture, and that if one had enough forced labour inflicted, one wouldn't commit the kinds of social crimes that winded one up in the camp in the first place. Now previously, when we looked at the camp system, we saw uh, how uh, Himmler very quickly began to see it in economic terms. But let us not ignore the deliberate sadism that went with the uh, use of forced labour. Um, the idea that forced labour was there to humiliate and harm, along with other ideological and uh, economic uh, imperatives. Labour came to define the camp system by the mid 1930s. It wasn't one of the fundamental, wasn't one of the original principles uh, of the camp system. Um, the uh, labour in early camps had played uh, a much smaller role. Um, the speed with which the camps were set up uh, meant that some officials just simply disregarded it. The creation of camps uh, was done at a, a breakneck speed. There were some that manifested really just 
warehouses with barbed wire positioned around them uh, initially. So there was, a, 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 as we know, a very chaotic initial period uh, of, of incarceration where forced labour programmes don't really uh, feature as a kind of a, a, an integral uh, part of it. The early years of the camp is uh, seems to be kind of punctuated by uh, a degree of uncertainty by camp administrators as to where forced labour should be uh, used um, and the, the point of forced labour. There had been a tradition in Germany um, long before the Nazification of the German penal system that political offenders were treated as a slightly rarefied, a slightly more special class of um, uh, prisoner. Hitler had seen himself as a political prisoner. He had committed a uh, a state crime of uh, treason and insurrection, uh, but he viewed himself to be a political dissident and he had not been subjected to forced labour in that regard. Um, the uh, position of prisoners in 1933, uh, of some being entirely without work, wasn't unusual. Some of the guards in the early camps, um, in order to occupy prisoners, would force them to do military drill. Um, others would simply leave prisoners to do nothing in their cells and in their barracks and dormitories. Uh, inmates who f- are first compelled to work in 1933 um, had two main types of labour to do. Um, there was work outside, uh, which meant that the camp became more visible as prisoners were marched out of the camp gates and to um, local sites where they performed manual work in prison uniform. Um, actions like uh, more drainage at Emsland, um, which was uh, particularly arduous and back-breaking work, um, and other sort of major uh, forestry clearance and agricultural work that was designed to cultivate the landscape and be uh, productive to society, Um, building canals, building paths and roads, and bringing in harvests. Um, In Breslau, for example, prisoners were forced to drain a muddy pond so that locals could use it as a swimming pool. Then there was the uh, other kind of prison labour, um, of camp construction. So the prisoners were uh, occupied within the camp itself um, and uh, general maintenance, putting up or repairing different buildings, installing barbed wire uh, that surrounded them. So the prisoners were building uh, the infrastructure of their own imprisonment. Um, Other prisoners had to provide uh, services such as cleaning uh, rooms and corridors, preparing food or distributing it, um, this kind of captive, la- captive labour theoretically served a useful purpose, but um, in reality it became um, a tool for the sadistic camp guards to terrorise the prisoners they disliked the most, um, to uh, distribute uh, beatings and acts of violence um, and uh, excruciating acts of uh, physical um, hardship. Um, as a kind of a way of circumventing the remaining rules that had been imposed by the German courts on the camps to prevent excesses of violence against prisoners. Uh, If you remember, you may have listened to it uh, last year, I think, 
I did a podcast uh, which spelled out uh, initially some of the limitations um, that the uh, that the uh, SA and SS were under uh, in the camp system that prevented them from um, acting out um, too violently. Well, look, there were all sorts of loopholes around this. Um, inmates um, were most likely to endure pointless labour. Um, in a Heuberg uh, camp, for example, prominent political prisoners had to fill baskets with pebbles only to tip them all out and start all over again. So in the mid-1930s, the camp system is coordinated. The various practices um, in uh, different camps are standardised and Theodore Ike, as the commandant of the camp system, the entire camp system, uh, managed to ensure that uh, uniformity uh, was enforced uh, across the, uh, the, the, the camp network. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Um, The SS were now uh, ordered to have no tolerance for any kind of idleness. Um, Work was constant and compulsory for all inmates. Theodore Ike's uh, regulations uh, for Estevagen camp put it, anyone refusing to work, evading work, or for the purposes uh, for the purpose of doing nothing, feigning physical weakness or sickness, is regarded as incorrigible and is made to answer for himself. And this could uh, result in all manner of serious consequences. At the same time, during the period of coordination, um, outside use of labour, so uh, camp uh, inmates being sent to uh, forest clearance sites or canal building or whatever, out of the camp, that stops and most of the labour is con- concentrated within the camp. This was really about starting to end uh, the relationship between the camp system and the public, preventing the general public from knowing what was going on in the camps. So as prisoners were forced to build the camps themselves, the main economic beneficiary of the camp system was the camp system. Uh, Unlike during the war, when uh, Jews were 
shipped out of um, the Warsaw Ghetto or the Krakow Ghetto um, to work in the factories of um, Nazi uh, backing business figures, you know, the, the Oscar Schindlers of the world, um, and the SS sold labour to um, war profiteers. At this stage, prisoners uh, forced to work within the camps were being forced to give free labour and therefore the uh, improved infrastructure of the camps come with no labour costs attached. Nicholas Vashman writes, All five concentration camps set up between 1936 and 1939, starting with Sachsenhausen, were built on the backs of prisoners, and the first week, uh, weeks and months in a new camp always ranked among the worst. Afterwards, the Buchenwald survivor Eugen Kogan wrote, Misery at least consolidated itself. In summer and autumn 1937, the first Buchenwald prisoners had to fell trees, erect barracks, dig trenches and carry stones and tree trunks, struggling for 12 hours a day or more as the camp slowly grew. Illness and injuries were frequent and the prisoners who could not keep up, like the frail Hans Litten, faced slaps, kicks and worse. What was more, the prisoners had to endure the primitive conditions typical of new camps. In the beginning there were no beds, blankets or running water in Buchenwald. Mud was everywhere, clinging to the prisoners' shoes, uniforms and faces. These conditions, combined with SS terror and exhausting labour, had fatal consequences. Between August and December 1937, 53 prisoners died in the new camp at Buchenwald. Over the same period, 14 prisoners died in Sachsenhausen, which was already up and running. Of course, heavy construction work did not cease after the foundations had been laid. None of the large camps were ever finished, and the SS continued to exploit prisoners for repairs and extensions. During the pre-war years, around 90% of all Buchenwald prisoners worked on the camp itself. Some of the approaches to businesses outside the camp system are uh, piecemeal and patchwork, Unlike the Stalinist five-year plans, where there was a centrally directed programme for economic development, the, uh, of which the gulags formed uh, an integral part, the uh, Nazi camps don't seem to have had quite the same uh, direction, uh, quite the same uh, purpose. There was um, little evidence that Himmler had a, a, a long-term um, economic strategy uh, for the use of camp labour that would see uh, large-scale uh, manufacturing or uh, mining or anything like that. But then, in fairness, the Soviet camp population by the mid-1930s is vastly, vastly higher than the, the Nazi camp uh, population by at least a factor of ten. Uh, so the uh, workforce that Stalin had uh, available to him was um, infinitely greater. So instead of centrally directed labour towards big economic goals, the uh, Nazi camps uh, allowed the deployment of labour in sort of um, small-scale enterprises. One particular example... Uh, was a, a porcelain factory turning out uh, small and tasteless little kind of trinkets and 
ornamental plates and things like that. Um, hardly the, the, the sort of the stuff of uh, the the mines of Kalima and the forced industrialization of Stalinism. Camp commandants uh, had most um, decision making uh, and most initiative when it came to deploying labour, um, and they tended to um, delegate this role down to guard level. And guards were generally not interested in macroeconomics and more interested in sadism and violence. Um, for example, one of the prisoners, Harry Noyok, um, remembered in 1936 when an SS officer had forced him and other Sachsenhausen prisoners to stop flattening some cleared-out woodland and to dig deep holes instead at an ever-increasing pace um, for no reason other than to exhaust and to um, cause added uh, stress and suffering. Uh, Harry Noyox wrote, uh, We are only robots now. Driven by uh, violence, kicks and punches, the prisoners shoveled uh, manically until the areas he had just levelled resembled a moonscape. Um, our earlier work is being destroyed completely pointlessly, he added. The SS economic ambitions for the KL then don't quite uh, ever really uh, blossom into uh, something um, more uh, profitable. Um, they do benefit the, the camp construction itself, um, they do result in uh, the camp system uh, benefiting from free labour. However, um, the uh, mass deployment of labour um, and the mass exploitation of labour uh, for profit um, doesn't really happen in the Nazi system until during the war um, and the uh, use of uh, mass Jewish labour. But one area that uh, does produce... Uh, revenues for the regime are the prisoner workshops at Dachau. They were not only the earliest of the economic ventures, but one of the sign more significant ones. In 1933, the camp SS set up workshops to cater for the needs of the new camp. Uh, even though uh, some protests from local business uh, emerged uh, about um, SS competition, um, the complex started to quickly grow over the coming years and started to supply SS troops. So uh, the main beneficiary, once again, is um, the SS itself getting uh, free labour uh, and one camp, uh, an, an internal market seeming to emerge within the SS of camps selling um, uh, the products of free labour to um, other SS units. Um, SS troops were supplied. By 1939, 370 prisoners um, were working in a big uh, carpentry workshop uh, in um, Dachau, producing bed frames, tables and chairs for general SS use, presumably for SS barracks and that sort of thing. Despite the fact that general uh, terror and sadism still seemed to be the, uh, the operant feature of the camp, uh, it did demonstrate that the workshop system could be used to um, provide uh, profitable SS businesses, um, all based obviously on forced coerced labour. It also demonstrated that prisoners could be exploited without compromising the overall mission 
uh, of the KL, uh, which was to firstly to remove uh, politically dangerous people from society and socially dangerous people from society, but also to somehow mystically transform them into uh, good Aryan Germans through the means of forced labour. Um, SS leaders began to see that um, production and terror were compatible with one another. And this made um, more um, aggressive economic policies in the later 30s um, start, to, start to emerge. OK, so there we'll leave it in just a moment. Uh, and there are some uh, interesting synergies between um, the two camp systems in Germany and the Soviet Union, and also some fundamental differences too. Um, but the overall, um, the use of uh, forced labour um, as a means of um, kind of discipline, correction, transformation, and economic exploitation, all exist in both camp systems in different quantities. Uh, and with uh, slightly different focuses. Okay, so, well, thanks for listening, and if you can possibly check out our Patreon page, where, as I've probably mentioned before, reliant on the uh, generosity of our patrons, and also on a tiny trickle of ad revenue that we get with the Explaining History podcast. Um, so any contributions gratefully accepted. Thanks very much for listening, and I'll catch you on the very next Explaining History podcast. All the best. Thank you. Bye-bye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.